Velvet with Jason Hermes. And who loves you and who do you love? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is Reality Rants. I am Jason Burmes. This is brought to you by Red Voice Media. And as always, we've got a heck of a show for you. A heck of a show. Oh, I forgot to put this light on over here. Hold on. We're going to get a little light. We're going to make some magic happen here, folks. Look at that. Boom. Boom. Just, just a little bit more. There we go. Now, now we're evening it out. Now I'm not so dark. Okay, so we're going to be talking about the Track Trace Database Society. That's certainly on the table. And speaking of tables, I'm going to have to replace this one. A little jittery every time I tap it, it, it moves my camera. I could move the mount, but I, I really like just a very straight. I look at my uh, my uh, broadcaster, got everything under control, lets me manage things uh, very well while I talk to you guys. So we're going to be talking about this uh, bill that's been introduced by Ted Cruz. I'm, I'm not sitting here uh, saying, go Ted, go. Ted Cruz is one of those monster, I mean, he is grandpa monster, right? I mean, everybody agrees that he literally looks like he's the bastard son of him. Forget about the CIA and Oswald and all that stuff. I mean, I can't believe Rob Zombie didn't try to cast uh, Ted Cruz in the recent remake because it was obvious. There are some times where Ted Cruz has been on the correct side of the issue and that Ted Cruz has raised questions or concerns that you don't see being raised by others. Not enough. Um certainly in a, a very limited hangout sense, and, and he's wrong a lot of the time. He's one of these guys who wants to call everybody else on the opposition side a domestic terrorist. He's one of these guys who wants to dip his toe into free speech, not, but not really go for it. So, you know, th this guy's a, a soft, quintessential politician in my eyes. And by the way, it's a little too late to be introducing bills that are, that are going to do what for you? Um, stop something that's been in play 10, 15, probably 20 years in some instances. Jason, what are you talking about? 10, 15, 20 years. What this track trace? First of all, these bad boys, these ones right here, they act like the ultimate travel spy device on you. I think most of us get it. If you're watching this, you totally get it. But even if they tell you they're not listening to you or recording you, what they are doing are trying to keep as many uh, audio-visual devices open as possible and run different types of algorithmic software on these things. So they can then advertise to you bare minimum, bare minimum. But in reality, they also build what is known as or, or will be known as later on down the line, a mind clone. It's a Kurzweilian term. Uh, it's also a term that Martin Rothblatt uses in this transhumanist arena. Now, we're going to talk about Ted Cruz, refrigerators, your dryer. That's been going on for a very long time. Before you had smart 
uh, devices like the televisions with the Roku and the on and the remote control that listens to you and you can talk and the voice, all, the whole nine, right? There were still just some dumb cable boxes, dumb ones, that had microphones in them. And this is something, again, love them or hate them, Alex Jones was talking about for years and years and years and years before anybody else. And I know this because I was there. And I was talking about it years and years and years and years and years and years ago. Okay. So in that sense, hey, we've kind of missed the train. What we have to worry about now is not only the access that nation states, corporations, um, bad actors in intelligence units and cabals. I think that that's an accurate statement. Oh, intelligence units and cabals don't exist, Jason. That's a conspiracy theory. There's no such thing. It's like, I'm not allowed to talk about signature reduction. I'm not allowed to talk about uh, these fusion centers that are all over the country that have proliferated everywhere. And it's funny, yesterday I was going to play this Rolling Stone interview with Bill Gates. Now, I watched the vast majority of it. It's like 30 minutes long. It gets juicy around minute 13 or so. Um, that's where they start talking about 3D printed foods and the markets. All right, then it gets a little dicey in this kind of situation over here, but they're talking about micro, they always talk about microchips in them. Microchips, like as if microchips that are biologically implantable also don't exist. Or that anybody said that was the real concern of uh, the hate and lies arena. That's all I'm going to say about that. So I'm, I'm torn because after that, we get into uh, geoengineering, okay? And that, and I, again, all of it in Shade the Motion Picture, I, I almost feel like I'll play some of that and maybe play some of Shade the Motion Picture in the geoengineering arena. All the, the entire gate section is just like spot on this dude. And, and there's even a section before the gate section with a little bit of gates. That's how concerned I was. But what do they lump it into? And, and this is the psychological operation, everybody. This is why I get so emotional and upset when I talk about not believing in fairy tales and citing your sources and the Q and nonsense in particular. Is that all these things that I was talking about then now get lumped into this Q and nonsense arena? Doesn't matter. <laughs> They're running investigative pieces 15 years after I put in a film and I'd been preaching about since I probably learned about the United 23 in 2002. So, so preaching about, think about just that journey. And then I promise you, we're going to get over into Huff, uh, which is the extension of, uh, of the spine. And I'm going to explain that too, not just microphones, but other ways and wavelengths where they can spy on you in ways you can't imagine, okay? And and Huff, the whistleblower from EcoHealth, talked about that. And where did he talk about it? Alex Jones, all right? So before we get there, think about this journey I'm on. First of all, it's 2001. So 
to give a picture to most people now that uh, I know that I got an older audience, but if there's any youngsters out there or anybody that just wants to go down memory lane with me now, there hadn't been a war since the first televised Gulf war, which it was like a couple weeks and we didn't even think about it anymore. You know, this, this is a time period where at least the first Gulf war, you had about 15, maybe 20 channels max, depending on where you live in the country. Okay. So you, so you have that very easy to propagandize the population. Most bought into the whole idea. Saddam Hussein bad. We go in there, boom, 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 boom. We fix everything quick. Make deals, get out. And that's like mid-90s. Fast forward to half a decade. And it's not, no, that's early 90s. I'm sorry. That's that, that's Bush era 90s. So, so it's even more. You're, you're fast forward almost a decade. Now, whether you liked Bill Clinton or not, on the surface, most of us were not uh, into the Clinton body count or whitewater or any of these things we had no idea that he was connected to mina arkansas and the bush family and the iran contra conduit which is actually um not only documented but it's parodied in the pseudo biofilm on barry seal where tom cruise plays barry seal american made they joke they give you a half-hearted joke that bill clinton's in the network He's the one that gets Barry Seal out of jail. Again, we have a section in Invisible Empire on the, on me to Arkansas and Bill Clinton and the relationship to Bush in particular. And then at the end of the film, to their credit, you know what they show? They show archived footage of somebody in the press corps daring to question the then uh, Vice President Bush, I believe. And I think he's still the Vice President when 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 the question gets asked about Iran-Contra, to their credit. Okay, so I'm on this journey where life's been pretty good. Life has been pretty good. Gas is cheap. I'm in college, and I'm just out of college in 2001. I'm a beauty school dropout, no doubt about it. But the future is really bright for me. And what do I mean by that? Well, Jobs are out there. People are making money. Gas is low. Rent is low. Like I'm four hundred to five hundred dollars a month for a pretty nice one or two bedroom. Sometimes in in upstate New York, no big deal. It's twenty something years ago. Hard to believe you could even do that now. Hey, good good luck. Good luck. Okay. And even moving down to the city or another area in the country, everything seems really promising. Okay, so then there's some turmoil. Oh, the Republicans steal the election. Sure, sure looked like Bush stole the election, right? And, and, and at the time, you know, Gore is just kind of the right-hand man to Clinton. You're thinking there's going to be an extension of the prosperity that most of us had in that time period. The Internet's coming up. Everything's booming. This devastating attack happens in New York. Changes just, the, the especially where I am, the, the culture almost immediately. And like I said, just because the internet's starting to boom and I'm a tech nerd and I'm interested in all this stuff because I want to be a part of it. Like that's where I want to make my career mostly. And some kind of 3D graphics is what I'm thinking at the time. But still, I, I loved Photoshop and print and, and video editing, if available, was something I was really into as well. 
so it happens and it takes me a while you know I, I mean there's a few shocking things that are said but in six months in i hear a couple shocking things i see some things that maybe i'm questioning but then i don't think about much and I, i've taken people through this moment eventually i go back to my old high school graduate with 50 kids in the urinal is bin laden's face this is a place for middle schoolers to high schoolers 12 year olds and something clicks and then i go on what it feels like now although i remember a lot of it like it was yesterday this journey of darkness where you not only unravel 9-11 but all these other things that there is a total information awareness network that darpa which i hardly knew anything about might not be the best thing ever that the cia and the nsa were not only spying on people but involved in all sorts of criminal activity all these things unravel before your eyes and in the early 2000s people did not want to hear it okay the only in fact i got a code pink clip i want to show by 2003 prior to the iraq war when the lies started to become more obvious you notice as time progresses the the lies always about the main issue always get more and more outlandish they go for broke they, they if they admit they were wrong we're talking a decade or two later all right so at the time i'm flipping pizzas um i'm sleeping in closets on couches you think people were listening to me in my early 20s about this but meanwhile i'm archiving everything and i'm burning discs and i'm talking to those who are going to listen and i'm doing what i think i can in my little way it seems like an impossible journey that myself and a couple other guys are part of a, a global phenomenon that begins to peel back the layers and we're demonized and we're debunked and there are hit pieces all the time people don't want to debate me right and they go for lower hanging fruit but uh, essentially this new narrative comes out that because of people like us we're the godfathers of uh, of disinformation and so many journalists have tried to say we're like the QAnon inspiration loose change is the QAnon inspiration no no not not even close the QAnon nonsense and your cast sunstein nonsense was your operation to try to discredit the truth continually that's the opening rant for today see sometimes i think i'm going to come in hot guys and i'm going to do like two three minutes and get to a story and then we do the 15. it's reality rants <laughs> right we're here for a while by the way second hour redvoicemedia.com slash jason redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored come on we had a couple people come on over for 50 cents or i'm sorry a dollar for the first week and came right on over you can do the same thing try it out for a week for a buck and then cancel if you must but otherwise come on over and 10 bucks a month or lock it in for the year 100 i'm not going anywhere as you as you've seen now continually we're only expanding here at red voice media yeah watch out we're, we're getting bigger and a lot of that's thanks to you guys i really do appreciate it you watching on rumble thank you watching on rockfin thank you share the twitter links by the way twitter's about to clear and delete a bunch of videos all the parrot the, the entire archive of those 
And that's why you multi-stream, right? I want to give props to Odyssey out there as well because they have archived my YouTube channel in case that gets taken down. And you just never know because, hey, is your ref refrigerator spying on you? Again, stuff uh, Jones was telling you years and years and years ago. But here's the thing. They can say they're going to get out all of the microphones or the cameras and they got to display they got to display it like a like a display on a cigarette or alcohol box you know if you're pregnant maybe you shouldn't be boozing you shouldn't be boozing uh if you look at this to me a lot of this you know is old news but but let's let's hear what teddy has to say first i'm very pleased that we'll be marking up the informing consumers about smart devices act uh, which is a bill that I introduced along with Chair Cantwell. This important bill will help ensure that the privacy and security of American households remains intact. As the number of smart devices found in homes steadily climbs, consumers deserve greater transparency about how these devices work and how they impact your privacy. Americans should know if their fridge is recording their family's words and movements and they should know whether their virtual assistant is transmitting audio recordings of private family conversations. Problem is, they use things that are AVR, you know, uh, auto voice recognition. In fact, let's see if we can find Alfonso. Oh, is it Alfonso AVR software? We do it live and think about this. No. Maybe with the P. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Alfonso software spying on you. We're over two on Google. Okay, so this is it right here. It is Alfonso. And um, yeah, make sure your smartphone apps aren't uh, aren't that. So let's see. Alfonso software. I think it's ACR, auto content recognition. There it is. So let's see. Let's go to some videos. We've played some of these videos before. But um, let's go. I, I want to go to their PR. Their PR stuff is like the best stuff ever. Um, I mean, a lot of these people. Turns on your microphone, dark runners. They see, it's games. It's not stuff that you would even think about. There's no ah, – it, it drives me nuts that more and more people – do not realize how bad this is. All right, so let's see. There's the software. We want English, not Finnish. It's everywhere. We are in English. Are you kidding me? All right, we're going to do this because it's actually really interesting. They openly tell you and bragged, and this is years and years and years ago that they did this. Uh, Alfonso Software, A ACR, what do we want to do here? TV. Smart TV. Let's now let's see if we get videos. Otherwise, we're gonna have to just go to DuckDuckGo. There's let's see better measurement. This is I, we'll go with this 2019 one. We we were doing this man like 2017, 2018, 2016 maybe the the videos are from. That's really what I want because they because he's so eager to tell you about it. Let's see. Let's do that. Let's go to DuckDuckGo. Yeah, DuckDuckGo. We'll DuckDuckGo it. See if we get anything different. 
I bet you anything we get something different. Um, hmm. Take out some of that smart TV. Very disappointing. I'm super disappointed in this because I, I I didn't want the media piece. I want I wanted to show people. Here's PR web. Maybe we'll get something like there. There's a nice little logo. Alfonso Video AI is really what I wanted to show people. LG. Oh yeah, it's right in LG Psyche. There you go. Skyworth RCA. Oh, I guess we're gonna have to pass on the rest of that. But what I do want to talk about is this. Um, if you're not paying attention to Andrew Huff, here he is right here. You should be because he worked on all sorts of little projects. Now, Huff comes in heavy with the lab leak theory. I don't think it was a leak. Obviously we could, we, we don't want to get too far into what his allegations are. EcoHealth put a statement out on him, but he discussed how there are methodologies to spy on you. And we're taught, first of all, we're talking about just regular law enforcement. Some ha sometimes having cameras that are essentially infrared heat recognition cameras that see through walls. That's baseline. That's baseline. Now, think more along the lines of your router and your modems and how they run on certain frequencies, right? A lot of people have dual band, sometimes tri-band. Uh, you know, there's now Wi-Fi 6, but there's the 5 gigahertz. There's the old school 2.4. Routers came in, I believe, as like B, W, G, N, all these different wavelengths. Lights. Let me, let me repeat this. Lights, LEDs, smart devices, all sorts of things. Can, in theory project wavelengths you may not be aware of. So forget about just putting in something like, I don't know, a camera or a microphone. You may be able to do some kind of surveillance by literal light emission from smart devices. You know, on top of the wavelengths that and the bands that your phone is using all the time, pinging, pinging. And you can block it. And some people say, hey, you want to feed it bad information, et cetera, et cetera. That's all great. But the bottom line is it's everywhere, everywhere. So you have, unless, unless you're, <laughs> unless you're in off the grid. Okay. You got no cell devices whatsoever. And, and, and any kind of uh, device that can plug into a wall. I mean, anything made in the last 20 years. Could have a back door into it where some kind of surveillance could take place. So I, I look, thanks, Ted. Wait, I mean, I, I guess you're trying to be on the right side of history on this one. Way behind the game. These devices are absolutely your video game system. All these devices want to go into eco mode and be on all the time. Eco mode. They're so concerned. Everybody's so concerned about zero emissions. You know, that that's going to bring us to Gates in a moment. Because I got, I've got to, got to, got to play this clip. It's, it's, it, um, to me, it's frightening because it's two plus years old. And man, 
I'm I'm a little nervous because I don't want this taken off of YouTube. I don't want to get a strike. I don't want to say anything about at all. I kind of want to gate, let Gates run with it because what he says is just incredible. But the first thing that they're going to discuss, at least, you know, and, and I've heard all the other stuff that they talk about in the first 13, 14 minutes. You should probably check that out too, right? But you got this guy fawning over Bill Gates from the fawning over him from the Rolling Stone. And Gates even admits, if you're if you're a, a guy or a gal that doesn't believe in climate change, well, this this book is not the one that's going to convince you because there's no science in it. There's no reality in it. It's a PR piece. Okay. And Bill Gates sits down, says, this is what we want to convey. And this is how we want to do it with somebody else. And they write out the plans with their little buzz terms. That, that's why in all these new sustainability plans, every bullshit buzzword you can imagine is in there. Everyone. Everyone. And we also got a piece from the Tuckins last night where he calls these people out for exactly what it is. It's command and control. And by the way, they don't like you. They want less of you. All right. When you start talking about there's too many people, look around. You're a target. You should feel like you are under attack because you are. So inclusion, diversity, sustainability, productivity improvement, yuck. And they're heavy on the 2035 goals. You know, they've pushed some of the goals from 2030 to 2035. There are moments of some types of honesty. Uh, but honestly, a lot of it's a lot of hate and lies. So uh, let, let's get to it. Let's get to Gates and the Rolling Stone. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Great. You now the IPCC has been talking about it. What have you learned about it in your oh. research on this? And, and are you feeling more? Will you fly your planes green? Will you make your buildings green? Will you turn your lights on green? And if they say no, you failed. So just to talk about a couple of other things, one one thing that I think a lot of Americans are going to be not thrilled to hear is if you predict um, that the hamburgers as we know them will go the way of internal combustion engines. Now, I want everybody to think about this. He tells you here that he's invested in impossible beyond all those big companies. He's constantly invested in the agenda more than anybody. And invested through tax-free foundations. Now, I, I've got an old-school G. Edward Griffin clip. We've been big on the old-school G. Edward Griffin clips because they're pure gold, everybody. Uh, where he discusses a lot of this. All right? But let's, let, let's just hear what Billy has to say. But there's an inevitable kind of move towards 100% sort of th synthetic meats. Is that, is that right? Well, you know, I funded Impossible. I funded Beyond. Uh, Breakthrough Energy has a bunch of new ones, including Nature's Find, which is super interesting uh, because they use fungi to actually do the protein production. And it looks like it's very efficient. You know, every industry is subject to competition. So put aside climate change, you know, if somebody can make ground beef that tastes as good for a lower price, uh, you know, is that on American? Do you Let's just stop right there. 
that's key because he's not, you know, he's alluding to, look, we're going to have this delicious, savory, fake, cheap meat. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen the price of meat lately and ground beef in particular, it's come down a little bit from the heights of when all inflation was getting out of control. I was seeing it on the regular 80-20. And not the stuff in the bag, but 80-20 was going for four or five bucks a pound. That's 80-20 ground beef. For some, You saw some of the prices on steak. You can still see in supermarkets certain cuts going for $24, $25 a pound in certain areas. All right? Not hard to have a cheaper product they tell you is more delicious and nutritious, of course. And you have to believe them because it's part of the great narrative, right? Um, and guess who it'll be produced by? Bill Gates and friends. Great idea. Fantastic idea. Love it. You really have to kill a cow. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Some people find it fun. Some people find that uh, unattractive. It's great that the cow-based approach People are looking at ways of reducing emissions by changing the diet or capturing the methane. Uh, and so you should never count out the dominant means of production. Let's just stop right there. Now, first of all, changing the diet. I, I'm a big believer in garbage in, garbage out. So the better you feed your cattle, right? That's why they have the grass-fed beef, et cetera. No, I'm not pushing back against that. You shouldn't be pushing back against that. That's good times. But when they talk about methane capture, they're talking about fart baggery. Now, oh, now it's command and control over methane, over carbon. We've thrown nitrogen into the mix internationally. It's over these resources. And, you know, the agricultural sector in terms of if biofuels are uh, able to be competitive, you know, then your demand on the agriculture sector, you're adding into their role in this. I eat, you know, normal beef. I mix in the other beef. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> will there potentially be competition in ground beef? Uh, and will that somewhat be preferred because of climate-related reasons. Other people can look at the dynamics in the market in terms of the cost structures. And, you know, they have an R&D pathway that where they truly fool you and you can't tell the difference. I mean, oh, my God. They truly, you can't tell the difference. Like, they're giving you some D-grade meat on the side if you can't tell the difference between that and impossible meat or beyond meat. Right. And, you know, you can be skeptical that will they achieve that. There are some of these products, like the Nature Finds ones that come out later this year, where I really could not tell. Uh, in fact, I actually thought it was better. But oh. I'm not, you know, I'm not Nathan Mirvold. I don't write cookbooks and, you know, <laughs> uh, do taste tests for high-end uh, companies. <laughs> So no Bill Gates cookbook coming out soon. No, no. Nathan can own the market on the science-based uh, cookbook. The science, trust the science, science-based cookbook. The science-based cookbook. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get into some Bill Gates and science. Lovely. Category. So, I mean, look at his face. Do you, 
Is that a face that isn't telling you immediately he's entirely full of shit? This guy. Benevolent billionaires. Billionaires love you. Bill Gates loves you too. You've, you know, obviously been working on disease and public health for a very long time. So here's where it's getting dicey, guys. Do I play this? You know, I didn't even play the Fauci clip that's all over TV and all over the Internet. You know why? There are special rules on this channel that I don't get to make commentary on YouTube. All right. So I'm going to start this with a disclaimer. If, if we, for some reason, get, I'm not saying any of this. With your malaria projects and everything else that you've done in Africa. I was a little surprised in your book that you didn't talk a lot about how climate change is going to impact disease changes and disease vectors uh, throughout the world. And, you know, I think there's been a number of studies saying it's going to change, you know, malaria patterns in, in Africa and, you know, other kind of uh, diseases that are carried by vectors that are associated with temperature changes. Again, look at Bill Gates's face. He knows everything this guy is saying is total and complete, hypothetical, Johnny nonsense. And the tactics of a violent propaganda that says you're bad you're bad you're causing climate change as the climate does change and it gets hotter because really you know they still love their global warming model but they realize that uh, it's it again is total and complete johnny nonsense so they've integrated the, the climate change idea into it right? Climate change. Ooh, climate change. They have no idea how it would affect regular viruses, right? And remember, this guy's still pushing that the nightmare we all went through was a zoonotic virus. It came from nature. It was naturally occurring. If you watch Earth 2100, the propaganda piece that included Van Jones, and Fauci, and James Woolsey of the CIA, and Eric Schmidt of Google, and John Podesta, remember that one? They propagate the same thing. It's the same talking line. This is an interview in 2020, 2021. Not sure exact date. Probably, it eh, could be either. Okay, probably 2020, actually. Probably late 2020. And that is a produced television show with a, a cartoon along the way to tell you how bad it's going to get and how many diseases and plagues are going to come because of climate change put out in 2008. The talking points haven't changed. You're bad. You're bad. They have no idea. Let's let's say the climate went up. What, what, what are they saying? We got to do. I, Tucker Carlson does a great piece. We're going to play that Tuckins piece. I think he says something like 1.5, 1.5 degrees Celsius. Okay. Yeah, like say, ooh, on the average, ooh, it's gonna change it all. That's not, and they and they're gonna act like that's that's it. We're done. It's over. Coastlines are devastated. The power grid is out. The food supply is done. The soil is dead. And that's another thing that Gates. No, look, our our soil sucks. But why is that? Is it over farming? 
Is it over farming or is it maybe the stuff that you guys at the top in the predator class make them spray their crops with? Or perhaps it has something to do with what's being sprayed in the air under geoengineering programs and solar radiation management that supposedly doesn't exist. That didn't exist. It's magic. Okay, just pointing that out. So here we go. Here's here's more on virus and sickness outbreaks because of climate change. How do you think in the big picture about how climate is going to impact diseases? Well, we have to be a little careful when we motivate people that care about climate to stick to things that are are largely true, even though. <laughs> Like, it's pretty funny. Largely true. First of all, that's a ridiculous... They're largely true. Does that mean they're bigly true? Remember the... Trump like bigly. We're going bigly. Well, they're largely true. So does that mean that if they're this much true, but compared to something else that's arbitrary, and a little microscope, now they're largely true? So he's telling you on the face how absurd this is. But don't worry, he'll promote it. Oh, it's such an important cause. You might think, hey, you know, we'll, we'll take a little license here. So when you have a climate conference. We'll take a little license here. I mean, that's why we had to play a lot of this. Thing. I, there's, it's so revealing. You got it. It's such a big deal. In other words, we're the adults. You're the children. We'll say anything because it's so important. The ends justify the means because it's so bad. And you bring in, say, a kid who's been in a hurricane and you're like, oh, my God, a hurricane. We have to stop these hurricanes. And if we just do the right thing for climate, there'll never be a hurricane again. That's pushing the envelope, I would say. Yes, climate causes more intense hurricanes. We believe today, but there's the. We believe today. We believe today. We trust the science. We believe today. I mean, there's so many tell. Like if you're playing poker, any poker player, anybody who's adept at seeing someone who's outwardly lying and giving out, this is it. This is it. Earth rise. Uh, you get less mosquitoes. Now, what you do get higher temperature, you do get the cities in Africa that were placed high up because the mosquitoes couldn't get there to not have malaria. And so the patterns of where the in insect disease stuff will be, will be, uh, they'll be in new areas. They may even bite a few rich people, uh, <laughs> like Lyme disease. Oh, they might even bite a few rich people, like Lyme disease. Ooh, donate your money. He's not talking to his rich buddies. Okay. He's not talking to Warren Buffett. In fact, he talks a little bit about Warren Buffett in this interview that, that the book is for a guy like Buffett that doesn't, hasn't spent a lot of time on the climate issue, but really needs to. He, he understands it's real. We, we got to find the investment routes. I mean, look at Lyme disease. Again, we featured uh, Fort Detrick and their biological laboratories. All right. And we've talked about the fact that you, the evidence shows that that, again, seems like part of another bioweapons program. 
And that disease what? Attacks your immune system, like so many other of these things. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. So yes, he, there will be some shift in where uh, those things are oh, overall because of huge deforestation caused by climate change. The deforestation caused by climate change. Remember that now again, I'm old enough to remember this. I know a lot of you guys remember it. Okay. I know, I know a lot of you guys do. Back in the Dizay, what was the big deal? What was everybody talking about? Everybody was talking about plant a tree. Oh, where the deforest the, the rainforests are going. We're taking the rainforests away. Plant a tree, lad. Now it's don't even bother. Like Bill Gates, ah, we don't need to grow new trees. Now climate change is causing deforestation. And all the wildfires are climate change. And he's like, we can't say we can knock out every hurricane, but maybe we should. Maybe we should say things like that. My God. number of mosquitoes in the world will be less. Now, malaria happens to be a problem that I think we should solve using tools. Letting malaria continue <laughs> and saying, oh, my God, it'll be worse because of climate change. That's not my strategy. My strategy is let's get rid of malaria. Believe me, the plan for getting rid of malaria is a lot clearer you know, who has to do what and how it happens, including how it gets financed than any source of climate emissions. You may so he talks about right there, everybody's like the climate emissions are number one. It's our doom. It's our last chance again and again and again and again. And he's saying solving the malaria part problem is more important. Now, in reality, yeah, no, it really is actually more important. But you know how you do that? You build an infrastructure where you have a clean sanitation system and a clean water system, right? And some modern amenities, but that's not what they're trying to sell on clearing up malaria. All right, he's selling you on what? Genetically modified organisms, including mosquitoes, that have a built-in boop-boop for you. The built-in boop-boop from the GMO mosquito. And, you, and people will go, you know what, Jason, that I'm done with you. That's ridiculous. That, that, no, 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 no. So <laughs> the old GMO mosquito, God, they, like I said, they love you. Why? Oh, I know why. Because I got that. Let's see. Do some of that right there. Perfect. Scientists discovered a way to use mosquitoes to administer you betches. A research team published their findings about the clinical trials. The study says that the scientists genetically modified parasites called Plasmodium falciparum to deliver, you know what, malaria that were passed on through mosquito bites. So that's what he's more concerned with. That's the numero uno. Again, not modern roadways or infrastructure. Not, you know, dirty electric, not a power plant. That's, that's like, he loves everybody, that Bill Gates. He is a lover, that man. He, he is, he is Larry Lovins, this guy. In, in fact, when we get, I almost want to stop it right there. I almost want to stop it right there and we'll get the rest of that 
including the geoengineering, on the flip side, over on the paid portion of the broadcast, redvoicemedia.com slash Jason, redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored, okay? That's where you want to be. Come on over, come on over, come on over. Myself, uh, Matt Couch, Chad Canton, Ray Dietrich, Drew Burquist, Alicia Powell. Pow, pow. That's what I'm talking about. we got a lineup. I've got other videos I want to play. How do we get here? How do we get here? How? What is the mode? Well, this guy uh, has a bunch of them, but the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is one of his many tools. And then he works with the private sector. He'll talk about institutions like Gavi. You know, Tucker Carlson, maybe we'll play this piece in the second half because we're definitely going to play uh, the climate piece, um, at least part of it in the second half. I don't think that we're going to be able to get through all of it here because I'll be stopping it. We'll probably go to that next. But I want to play G. Edward Griffin, all right, talking about these NGOs. And then the Tuckins went after Moderna last night. So the Moderna piece we might play also in the second hour. It's going to be a banger of a second hour. You can listen for free over at the Info Warrior uh, Podbean channel. And uh, again, we do it live. There's a bunch of free, now free broadcasts from a couple weeks ago. Uh, you can check those out in my Twitter feed or just go to redvoicemedia.com. That second hour becomes free for everybody because it's about getting the information out, right? That, that, that's the reality of all of this. I just want to make that extremely clear is we need to come together and share this information so we can what? Come up against it. And, and, and that's why, you know what? Let's, let's play this quick. This is uh, Code Pink doing their thing. And back in the day, when the right rejected me and thought that I was a kook, and how dare I uh, question the Bush administration and the Tucker Carlson's of the world were coming after Jason Burmas, many others, the Rush Limbaugh's of the world, all those people, Code Pink allowed me to speak. Many of those people were by my side. Now, are they perfect? Hell no. Hell no. But... Who else is stepping up to the plate right now when World War III is about to go down? Thank you very much, uh, Chairman Menendez, uh, Ranking Member Risch, uh, committee members. Very good to be with you today, uh, as always. And thanks for the opportunity to speak to the administration's proposed FY24 budget for the State Department and the Agency for National Development. Uh, we meet at an inflection point. So they drag them right out. Yeah, we do meet at an inflection point. You, you guys don't want to stop. You don't want diplomatic talks. You're saying the only way we're stopping is Putin regime change? Let's bring it back. Thank you very much, uh, Chairman Menendez, uh, Ranking Member Risch, uh, committee members. Get him out of here. Today, uh, as always. And thanks for the opportunity to speak to the- Blinken is a war hawk. FY24 budget for the State Department. And he's a punk. He's supposed to have respect for these people. These people are causing a lot of people to die. To die. Human life should be of value to everybody. And realize when there was a bunch of people dying, it's not good for anybody or any civilization. Okay? So I want to play, what do we got? 12 minutes? All right. Well, we're going to play some of this Tuckins piece. And then we'll probably play G. Edward Griffin. He can talk about the NGOs. And then we'll go back to the gates on the other side of this. Uh, again, thumbs it up, by the way. We don't even have 150 thumbs up over on YouTube. Uh, hit that like button. Share over on Rumble. I want to thank the audience over on Twitter. You know, Make sure you're sharing the tweets. We're highly shadow banned over there. It is very tough to grow our Twitter. But 
That's where the conversation is, right? So let's get to the tuckins. For the Chinese, it's just so easy. How do you win a war without fighting? By getting your adversary to kill himself. Well, how do you convince a strong, self-respecting, powerful country like ours that has ruled the world for 100 years to do that? Turns out it's pretty easy. You take a collection of dumb, desperate people in middle age, hoping to keep on to their stupid TV jobs. You add scripts and some hairspray, and they just repeat the lies for you. And then all the people in the countries are not, yeah, that's exactly right. We got to do that. Respect indigenous knowledge. Stop. <laughs> and, and by the way, what he's doing is he's talking about the UN and what they've put down for for this sustainability agenda. Uh, maybe I should even bring it back further, man. Uh, but but you know what? They're ta also talking about China, and China's just the model. Again, they, they like the authoritarian model of control, the top-down control. There's a lot of people there. It, it, again, it's, it's not what people think, but at the same time, the acceptance of the technology is what they want. Driving our cars. And the amazing thing, it's kind of working. So what exactly is the science behind all this? Well, on Substack, actual scientists now reside, a political scientist called Roger Pilkey did a deep dive on where these people got the idea that the world will end if temperatures jump 1.5 degrees Celsius. That's the globally accepted goal, according to the AP. Well, it turns out that globally accepted goal originated in a newspaper advertisement and a draft paper that was not even peer reviewed. Now it's in the Paris Climate Agreement. That's the power of marketing. But what it is the power of marketing. That's PR. Okay, that's public relations. That's the Bernaysian tools that have been used for some time. All right, that that were really pioneered by him and the pseudo-intellectuals, in my opinion, before him. What's the point, of course? What's the point of the marketing? It's to destroy one civilization to be supplanted by the next civilization. Unfortunately, we're the one being destroyed or that is destroying itself. And no one at the UN, by the way, cares about the data where it came from because the real goal has nothing to do with the environment. Of course, duh, look at the pollution. If you cared about the environment, this is a tough time to live. But ever since Julian Huxley took over UNESCO in the 1940s, pushing Malthusianism, the idea that the world's overpopulated has been the dominant way of thinking for the people in charge. Just the fact that he named Julian Huxley, all right, and he talked about Malthusianism by name, which I hope, mo I'll bet you a lot of people within his audience don't really understand what that is. That is what the value of a life is and that there is a ruling predator class, the people that believe in social Darwinism that need to manage that and regulate that and have a God-given right to do so. Except with respect to their own families, they have as many kids as they want, but you're not allowed to. And that leads to moments like the one we saw a month ago where the Harvard historian, Naomi Oreskes, wrote an op-ed in Scientific American entitled, Eight Billion People in the World is a Crisis, Not an Achievement. Well, if you're one of those eight billion, that seems like hostility. If some chick is writing a piece in a science magazine about how your existence is bad, that might make you nervous, right? It should. And exactly.
It should make you nervous. Like, what are you talking about? They may explain why these people oppose nuclear energy, which seems like a solution, but they're against that too. So it's not really about carbon emissions, is it? It's about hurting people, specific people. They think there are too many people. And this view is very widespread. It's why the leaders of the Democratic Party are always in your face telling you to get an abortion. Hurry up and get an abortion. It'll help the GDP. It doesn't hurt, of course, that getting rid of fossil fuels would mean a lot of Democratic Party leaders will get a lot richer. Their donors certainly will, the ones in the renewable industry. It also means a ton of money for people with no skills at all, like Jen Granholm, who's now the energy secretary, who owns stock in these green energy companies while she was in office. Oh, wow. It's, it's almost like we don't have a real form of not only democracy, but our constitutional republic is really one of crony capitalism that equates to techno biological fascism it's also corrupt it's unbelievable and they're in your face there's no such thing as climate alarmism shut up and accept it this would explain why joe biden campaigned on ending fossil fuels and bringing about economic devastation for millions of americans back in 2020 and, and yeah i mean he ran on it and he could barely speak then by the way yeah, these are actually some of his most uh cogent moments i'll, I'll say that would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those, either any fossil fuel. No more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry. Look at Bernie. Like, like, there's another one. Bernie, it's time to end it. Get out of there. All right. Maybe maybe write a book. Maybe do a once a week talk show, Burn. Have someone help you with a podcast. Ride out in the sunset, Bernie. Don't don't be a zombie Jay. My God. My God, he would be a scary guy in there right now. Because you, you're talking about the you know, backdoor sustainability agendas. To continue to drill, period. But I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate with you, okay? Imagine living under the rule of people like that. Imagine living in a system where we, with a straight face, ask someone who's never had a real job in his entire life, who has no idea where electricity comes from, probably can't even change a light bulb at this point. No, sir. Not a chance. About our energy policy. And then taking his answer seriously. And what do you get when you do that? And apparently we did. 81 million votes he got. More than Obama. Really? Shut up and accept it. Well, the result is now our strategic petroleum reserve, maybe the most valuable thing the United States government owns, is depleted. And Russia, which we say we hate, is now once again one of the most important energy suppliers in the world. Meanwhile, your energy prices went up at double the rate of inflation last year. So what are we looking at here? Well, there are people with economic agendas benefiting from solar panels and the wind farms that kill endangered species. Look, I'm all for the solar. I'm all for the solar. I really am. I think that actually is a real technology that has been suppressed. And, and, and I realize the problem with storing the energy. That's the biggest problem out there. 
and these uh, earth minerals. If you're going to automate something, right, that would be it. But why, why are we not automating that in the cobalt mines? Because slave labor is mother trucking, mother tucking cheap. This, there's too many people anyway. This is Malthusianism. The people at the top like it. Like they, they love sucking off the soul of humanity. That's how dark it is. That's the reality. Uh, and they're the illiterate cultists in academia who are just for this because they're for it. As if to prove that point, Greta Thunberg, who just deleted a tweet from five years ago saying the world's going to end in five years, is about to get an honorary degree from the University of Helsinki. This is a girl who made a living by not attending school. So what's the degree in? It's not science, not climatology. It's theology. But the they're giving her a theology degree. Remember that whole climate summit where they said a prayer at Mount Sinai and had to give up climate reparations? Burmese, you're going too far. That never happened. Happened this year. Okay. Let's just type in prayer. Okay. For climate. Yeah, let's go to climate change. Prayer for climate change. There, oh, there's many a prayer. No, no, no. Let's go reparations. That's what we want. We must repent to the planet. No, that's not Gaian or pagan or anything. Yeah, I spelled that wrong. Let's see that. Oh, thank you so much in 2015, Pope Francis. Is that really? Do I have to type in Mount Sinai too? This might be it right here. No, that's a prayer guide. Climate justice, religious of sacred heart. Man, a lot of people are praying to the climate, huh? Prayer for a reckoning <laughs> for climate. Just my God. Let's do that. But then let's type in Mount Sinai. Oh, there we go. There it is. There it is right there. This is on the Christian Broadcasting Network. I mean, they're at least doing it. Here it is. Climate religion. What's up with that? Man, it's tough to find these things, but here it is right here. Climate justice, 10 commandments and the UN. All right, guys, we're going to play more of the Tuckins. We're going to finish up with that Tuckins piece. We're going to play the Gates piece. We got a little G. Edward Griffin. So I'm going to cue to my producer. It is uh, time to leave the broadcast over here. Redvoicemedia.com slash Jason. Redvoicemedia.com slash Uncensored. Come join the fun for only $1 for the first week, $10 a month, or $100 for the year. Get everything Red Voice Media. Support the broadcast. And if you want to, just go over to the Podbean and listen to the rest for free. So Rockfin, we will see you soon. YouTube, we have to keep it somewhat censored for you. It's tough. Thumbs it up, subscribe, and share, everybody. We've lost like, I don't know, like 40 subscribers this month. And I talk about not being able to grow on YouTube. We're losing people, folks. And let's see. Uh, there we go. Twitter. And we will rumble our way out of here. All right. We're going to kick it right back over to the mother Tuckins. real agenda, of course, is much bigger than any of that. It's the great global reshuffling that is going on now beneath the notice of most Americans. We're gonna wake up one day and realize we're not in charge. And this is part of the reason.
Eva Vlardingerbroek is a Dutch legal philosopher who lives in the middle of a society in Europe that's being transformed by the climate agenda. Eva, appreciate your coming on tonight. Is it clear to people in Europe that this is just a straight out power play by the Chinese government to displace the West? No, not clear enough, I'm afraid. I, I don't think that they see through the real agenda behind this. And obviously, you know, these people know only how to rule by fear. And here's the deal. It is a campaign of fear, but you're not helping the situation when you're just blaming China. Okay. It, it, they're not at the behest of China. China is the model that it's the model. It's the command control social credit score lock you down model what we didn't play um that was before that was the fact that china at, at this time is doing two new uh, building two new coal plants a week in their country a week all right that, that's a hundred plus a year are we doing anything remotely like that here no coal bad coal bad can't call it clean burning coal and by the way the mercury runoff is uh, one of the more terrible things out there. You know, it's not perfect, but is it cleaner than most? Yes. And we're not, again, we were talking about GMO mosquitoes on behalf of the Gates, uh, on behalf of Mr. Gates to stop malaria. We're definitely going to be going back to that in, in a moment, but, um, uh, we're going to jump over to G. Edward Griffin explaining how these tax-exempt foundations work. The story you are about to hear represents a missing piece in the puzzle of modern history. Without this knowledge, many contemporary events are simply beyond understanding. You are about to hear a man tell you that the major tax-exempt foundations of this land, since at least 1945, have been operating to promote a hidden agenda. And that agenda has nothing to do with the surface appearance of charity, good works, or philanthropy. This man will tell you that the real objectives include the creation of a worldwide collective estate, including the Soviet Union, which is to be ruled from behind the scenes by those same interests which now control the tax-exempt foundations. The man who tells this story is none other than Mr. Norman Dodd, who in 1954 was the staff director of the Congressional Special Committee to Investigate Tax-Exempt Foundations, sometimes referred to as the Reese Committee, in recognition of its chairman, Congressman Carol Reese. The interview you are about to see was conducted by me in 1982. I had no immediate use for the material at that time, but I realized that Mr. Dodd's story was of extreme importance. And since he was advanced in age and not in good health, I simply wanted to capture his recollections on videotape while he was still with us. It was a wise decision because Mr. Dodd did pass away just a short time afterward. In recent months, there has been a resurgence of interest in the substance of Mr. Dodd's story. And we have decided to make it available to the general public. Now I have uh, clips of Dodd was not able uh, to download it and listen you can tell that he's not in the best of health but <clears throat> again think about this he, he recorded this in 1980 i was three years old this is 40 years ago these play, these people play the long game they play the long game better believe it that that's the reality they're long game players 
Okay. So so let's play some Dodd right here. Describe the um, the motivation of the people who created the foundations, the big foundations in the very beginning. What is or what was their motivation? Their motivation. Well, let's take let's take Mr. Carnegie as, uh, as an example. His publicly declared and steadfast interest was to counteract the the uh, departure of this of the colonies from Great Britain. He was devoted to just putting the pieces back together again. Would that have required the collectivism that they were dedicated no, to? No, no, no. These, these policies of the, or the foundation's allegiance to, uh, to these un-American concepts are all traceable to the type, to the transfer of the funds over and into the hands of trustees. Mr. Griffin, that um, not the men who had a hand in in the creation of the wealth that led to the endowment of, or as a use of that wealth for what we would call public purposes. It was a subversion of the original intent then. Oh, yeah, completely so. And that we got into the world traditionally of bankers and lawyers. How do you see that the purpose and direction of the major foundations has changed over the years to the present? What is it today? Whole 100% behind uh, meeting the cost of education such as, such as it is presented through the schools and colleges of the United States on the subject of our history has proven our idea, our original ideas to be no longer practical. The future belongs to a collectivistic concept. Think about that. Talking about this 40 years ago. He's talking about foundations basically bringing a reality into existence where our values are no more. Our institutions are demonized and collectivist ideal sets. We've talked about this before, whether it's socialism or communism or any of the other isms out there, right? They're collectivist. And uh, there's just no, no uh, disagreement on this. Why do the foundations generously support uh communist causes in the United States? Well, because to them, what communism represents a, a means of developing what we call a monopoly. That is the organization, we'll say, of, of large-scale industry into an, an administrable unit. Do they think that they will be one of they the administrators? They will be the beneficiaries of it, yes. There it is. They, of course. So again, it's this idea that I'm going to play team baseball because we're going to the top and I'll be a part of this bureaucracy. And it is bureaucrats. And through the non-government organizations, the NGOs, you have the guise of benevolence. We're the good guys. We're the best. 
We're here for you. We love you. We absolutely love you. How can we not love you, right? And in reality, that's not what's going on at all. Not even a little bit. All right. So I want to bring it back to Gates because now we're going to get into the fun stuff. Now we're going to get into the old boopity boop. We're going to go beyond malaria and into this other stuff. Let's see what we got. Bill Gates, climate change. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Great. Humanity owes it to itself to get rid of malaria. To go on with the disease and this COVID moment that we're in, it's, I, I have to ask you about is, is what it's been like for you to be at the center of all these sort of conspiracy theories. The other night, Tucker Carlson said that Bill Gates has control of your body. And there's people out there saying that you're injecting microchips. It's the big nonsense right there. It's the big, not all oh, the microchips. Hey, think about that. The microchips. No, no. Hey, they don't want you to understand that mRNA they didn't even want you to understand it wasn't a traditional vaccine. They didn't want you to understand that this was Department of Defense driven. They didn't want you to understand that this was going to be forever if they had their way. All right. They, they didn't want you to understand that Bill Gates is a eugenicist that is called for less people, not more. Less people, not more. That has gone to meetings to curb overpopulation. Why do you think he wants to save your life? What, because that's the propaganda? I mean, the Fauci, and he talks about his love affair with Fauci here. Those are two people that obviously deserve to be in prison for the rest of their lives. And then... Uh, really, they need to be investigated to the point where all of their cohorts, even within the Defense Department, obviously, and these other government institutions and NGOs like the United Nations, it's an NGO, folks, World Health Organization, also go to prison, right? And we start going after the money at the top. We bring a, a, a we promote a global system of independence and freedom that is beyond blockchain slavery. We can integrate uh, decentralized blockchain methods of uh, not only trade, but really communication systems. It's a good system. We can get rid of all the track, trace, and database because that is centralizing power at a massive level CIA Mockingbird is over the top to the point where Mr. Rolling Stone in the glasses here, they think you're going to put microchips in them, Bill. No, it's not what I said. I said, if you look at these things, why in the world would I uh, trust a defense department that's allowed to lie to me and an outward eugenicist that says they don't want all these people and constantly lies to me? He just admitted that. They're lying about climate change. It's such an important issue. We have to, you know, just kind of like, you know, say what we want to do. You know, and controlling people's lives. And you've become the kind of target of the QAnon kind of wackiness. Oh, QAnon wackiness. So, again, I put out a film 
a decade ago. QAnon wackiness, not to love Bill Gates. The wackiness of QAnon. What's what's this been like for you? You know, it's a tiny bit scary in terms of does it ever motivate, you know, some crazy uh, physical attack? The notion. You mean like a crazy physical attack that happened to Jeffrey Epstein in a cell? Like that kind of crazy physical attack twice, apparently? No, no, he killed himself twice. That's right, Bill. You have anything to say about that, Bill? Well, he's dead, so you always have to be careful. Right, Bill? Hey, Billy boy. And that I care about people's locations. Why would I want to microchip people? You know, <laughs> you got to love all the stuff that gets cut out in these, by the way. This is highly edited. Just the stuff they left in is incredible. But again, it was the narrative that the crazy people think the vaccines have chips in them. Don't listen to the crazy people that don't want to take them. They're not taking them because there's chips in them. It's not that it doesn't stop the virus. It's not that it's technology that's never been cleared for the mass use in humans. It's not because it's Defense Department driven. It's not because in the trials, 80 plus percent had side effects. It's not because Sandra Fryhofer of the American Medical Association said it was not going to be any walk in the park and you're definitely going to have to come back for shot two and three. And Bill Gates told you four and five. And maybe with second and third generation uh, vaccines, he said, I need to find that. that. That's old school. Someone needs to send me those. That's like from April of 2020. March or April of 2020, all this stuff was out there. They were already gearing it up because they were printing it on CureVac, Elon Musk contracts. Oh, CureVac's going to print it up with Tesla. Woo! Print it up. Print it up. What do you mean print it up, Jason? Print what up? Oh, oh you didn't understand? You see, the, the, the vaccines... Yeah, but no one was talking about microchips in them. I was worried that it's a new process, new, new to injecting us in, right? Where we don't take a portion of the virus at all and we don't lower it and then inject it. No, 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 no. Forget about the monoclonal antibody thing they were doing, right? Regeneron that they gave Trump. No, 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 we're not doing that. That, that would be more vaccine-like, by the way traditionally. No, we're going to print them up in a digital molecular printer. And again, because I can read at a fourth grade level and I understand at like maybe even like a high school or junior high level what that means, I'm not injecting that in my body. And I'm telling everybody I know they don't want to be injecting it in their body either, ever, for any reason. Ever, ever, ever. My God. You just have to laugh. But then, you know, as it affects people's willingness to take vaccines or wear masks, you know, or just direct. Or wear masks. Take shots that don't work. Wear masks that don't work. Take shots that don't work. Take And wear masks. They do work, actually. See, the masks work for obedience and social control. And the shots work just the way they wanted them to. Believe me, they knew exactly what they were doing when they were injecting people with mRNA.
They know exactly what's going to happen to the vast majority of the people that continually took these things. They know exactly the amount of death and destruction that they have caused throughout the COVID-1984 nightmare on multiple levels. And in their hearts and minds, okay, they only wish it was more severe because they hate us. Who's they, Jason? I mean, if you're running the World Health Organization, if you're a front man like Tedros, okay, they hate most of humanity. If you're one of the people that Tuckins was talking about and you're making millions of dollars on the television and you ain't telling close to the truth and you're pushing the climate change garbage and the Gates garbage, yeah, you're one of them. Okay, you have a disdain for the rest of the human population. You are a sociopath. You are a psychopath. You are no bueno. No bueno at all. No close to bueno. It's frustrating. It's, it's, it's severely frustrating. I got to tell you. But again, we're here. This is the reality. So let's continue with more gates here. I'm in the wrong direction in terms of how we solve these problems, that it's this evil person behind the curtain. And if we just got rid of them, the problem would go away. That's a misdirection. And the scale of it during the pandemic, you know, the only explanation I could have is uh, that, yes, there's people are under a lot of stress. You know, it's a horrific thing. And they're looking for a simple explanation. You know, it's, act, it's been primarily myself and Dr. Fauci uh, that, you know, our motive for why we're trying to get a vaccine and, you know, what the vaccine does, that's come under a lot of attack. And that's kind of sad because the vaccine story, you know, the Gavi, uh, you know, cheap vaccines for diarrhea and pneumonia, you know, and the record reduction in child to deaths, it's an incredibly positive story. You know, we've gone from 10 million deaths a year to 5 million deaths a year because of the vaccine work. But the vaccine story is so positive and so exciting. You know, why isn't that more interesting to click on than the sort of Dr. Evil version of the story? The Dr. Evil version of the story. Don't look at Anthony Fauci and I. And the one thing I'll agree with is that. Yeah, it's not, you can't stop this evil by just stopping one or two people. There's a bunch of people behind it. Gates among them, big time. Big time. You know, learning about what that is and, you know, should there be some things that social networks just don't allow, like Holocaust denial? But, you know, as you're drawing that line, uh, it's very tricky. It's very tricky. Okay, so now here's where he... Again, if you question things, first of all, you think microchips are going in and you're a Holocaust denier. See all the tropes, QAnon, Holocaust denial, microchips, they're all there. They're all there. But then he's like, well, we have to allow some people to question some things if they're just concerned. I don't want to go full authoritarianism, but we shouldn't allow certain things on the internet. Yeah, that, that, that didn't come into fruition. 
That wasn't a talking point. You know, if you say these vaccines are to kill you, you know, that's false. If you say, hey, I want to talk about how strong the safety data is and is there some rare side effect, that's very, very legitimate. As long as you agree with them. Look at the new daily clout report put out by Naomi Wolf, okay, because it gets heavy, heavy into what happened with uh, birth rates, pregnancies, et cetera. The, the, ne the negative effects versus the positive effects of zero are unreal. And Bill Gates specifically told you, don't worry, it's not there to kill you. You mean it's it's not there to maybe like sterilize us, the feeble-minded, which they said we were going to vet. I'll read that. Just that's that's about as far as I'm in. Where where are the feeble-minded? Because because I mean it's right in the beginning, right in the beginning. Wendell Holmes, Oliver Wendell Holmes. Okay, talking about the eugenic sterilization of the feeble-minded was constitutional, according to no less a jurisprudential luminary. The principle that sustains compulsory vaccination is broad enough to cover the fallopian tubes. Three generations of imbeciles are enough. So you can't say it's there to kill you because it's not because Bill Gates told you it's not. You know, that's, right. you know, what, what we work on every day is making sure that the you know net benefit is incredibly high and of course you've got a debate for different populations like pregnant women you know what how good is the data how how does it work i mean in the end the regulators decide that but you have to present them with the right uh the right information so i don't have you know some fix to it if it meant infectious disease was was more interesting to people that might be good but i'm afraid that's not you know, where all the crazy talk is headed. You and I have talked before, and I know that... You the crazy talk is headed. If it helped me, well, I guess that's kind of good. If it gets people to talk about it, if they, if they buy into my bullshit, I guess it's kind of good. You've explored this for a long time, which is geoengineering, and, and especially solar engineering, where, where you essentially build artificial volcanoes, to put it simply, and put particles in the sky to cool things down. <laughs> Listen, artificial volcanoes. This guy, again, we've been reporting on it for a long, 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 long time. It's not solar radiation management, artificial clouds. All right. That's and not just cloud seeding, artificial cloud. That's a reality. This guy's talked about blocking the sun. Blocking the sun. That's what solar radiation management is. And then on top of that, Right, you have the you have the solar radiation management aspect of it in that regard, and then the other uh, aspect that you have with this guy is that he's talked about knocking out hurricanes. The hur we could create and knock them out. Really, you know, I thought thought we were doomed to worse hurricanes because of climate change. No, but I want to build a machine that can create. I mean, knock out hurricanes. I mean, create. I mean, knock out hurricanes. You've been a supporter of this for a while uh, in research of this. That's um, gaining momentum uh, in the sort of scientific establishment. National Academy of Sciences is doing a study now. The IPCC has been talking about it. What have you learned about it in your research on this? And, and are you feeling more 
like we're inevitably heading in this direction? Well, no. You know, most aspects of climate, like there was a you know re-examination of the temperature data because people said that East Anglia had you know played with the numbers. So I funded the Koch brothers and I funded uh, Mueller to go back through and do it from scratch. And you know, he said no, no, no bias, no. You know, so there I fund me and the Koch brothers <laughs> fund a lot of things, anything that looks promising clients. So saying I support it that in the sense that yes, I provide money so that we can look into it. Yes. In terms of is it a technique that we understand enough about its overall weather effects and wouldn't it be better just to get rid of the emissions and not have to put this in place? You know, I don't I don't support it because it you know, there's so little we know about it. And of course, uh, you know, governments would have to decide. So what he's doing here is he's running PR for when it eventually does come out that these programs have been going on. Notice he's passing the buck of plausible deniability to the governments because, again, there's this public-private partnership when it comes to these sort of things. You understand? Especially when you're talking about solar radiation management. Um, the jets that are used are probably used uh, through a private company, uh, and then they've been retrofitted by the military. And then I would even assume that it's not military or law enforcement personnel, but private contractors that then go and fly these things. And a lot of that seed money, I would assume, comes from Gates and his foundations. That's reality. If things got really bad and, you know, people in the equator can't grow food and hundreds of millions are migrating, the world will look for some way of delaying the heating and having some notion whether these various either brightening cloud tops or particles in the stratosphere, even if it's just to disprove that it's not a good thing, it's, I don't believe in making it a verboten topic and right. governments really ought to dig in into it and find. He, he doesn't, what he's telling you is he doesn't want to shine light on this darkness because it's been going on for a very long time. A very long time. Again, shade the motion picture is a decade plus old. They're just telling you about a fifth plane on 9-11 20 plus years later. Later. These are the types of things that you're being lied to about. They are, they hate you. On some activities around it so that they, if the time ever came where it was an emergency, they could consider whether to use it or not to use it in a, not in a completely naive way. But I, I right. only gave it one page in the book because it is fair to say that if people think there's some panacea thing, you know, like, oh, a heart operation, uh, you know, bariatric surgery, you know, then maybe they just keep eating. Uh, and <laughs> that is not the way to go on this one. Right. So to wrap this up, Bill, you know, your title of your book is How to Avoid a Climate Disaster. And, and you know, one of the questions I think that comes up is like, what is a climate disaster mean? I mean, it's common now to talk about here, people talking about climate crisis as an existential crisis. The other day, I think yesterday before- Again, that's why theology is Greta's thing. This is a religion, okay? It's a, it's a religion of death, destruction, and doom for humanity because they want a transhumanist, post-human future. They want directed evolution, 
and they want to take over the evolution. That, that directed evolution is over all species of the planet. So they have to have an excuse, an eternal excuse of why to take control over our species. And this is the ultimate excuse. We're here to save the world from climate change. Yesterday, uh, Secretary or Climate Envoy John Kerry was speaking at the UN Security Council and said essentially that if we don't start reducing emissions fast, we are on, he called it a um, mutual suicide pact. H how do you respond to that kind of characterization of the scale of what we face with the climate crisis? Well, the, the negative effects accumulate over time. And, you know, so if you keep putting CO2 in, you get arbitrary increases in temperature. And None of that's proven. That's, that's all theoretical. And not only is it all theoretical, it's, it's garbage in, garbage out science. Just like they told you everything was safe and effective and that it was going to stop infections and stop, stop the spread. And, you know, the natural ecosystems won't, uh survive that the you know the sea level rise will be very gigantic let's just say out of nowhere sea levels like tomorrow started rising at a rapid rate like almost flood level do you think that's because of carbon dioxide if that were to happen wouldn't it be more likely that it would be some kind of a weaponized attack i mean if we were in a place called reality with space-based weapons or something else we're not privy to i, I and I, honestly i don't think it's going to happen because the infrastructure is such where our coastlines are dominated by extremely wealthy and influential people and there is plenty plenty of military presence along our coastlines for good reason, obviously. Let's go back to Billy Boy Gates. And then we're gonna go and we're gonna do the, the Tuckins Moderna spot as well. Cause I think that, that that's very important because Moderna was one of these zombie companies, might have been might, might as well have been Theranos that had zero products making zero money. But you know, they're making enough money that they partnered with the Defense Department in 2013. Um you won't be able to live anywhere near the equator. Uh, and so certainly humans, if you want, you know, anywhere near the current population. Again, all comes back to pot anywhere near it. You know, in current, I mean, we, we uh, want anywhere near that. Look how smug and smiley and happy he is talking about this shiz. God, they, they, that, that's, something that should be alarming okay that he's this happy about all of this uh you've got to intercede and not let this the heating go on and on so the the nuanced question is how bad is it in any particular time time frame and you know the corals are probably gone most of the beaches we know you know will be gone the the wildfires the drying out of the internal air of the continents You'd really like, say, Southern India to stay livable. I mean, this guy's giving you the Ted Turner. Like, remember Ted Turner from 
15, 20 years ago saying like, I mean, not, not, not five years, not 10 years, maybe 20 years, 30 years down the line. Too many people doing too many things. We'll be in a failed state like Somalia. Uh, for people to be able to farm there. If not, you're talking about a panic migration that creates, you know, civil war and unrest that's, you know, a hundred times worse than what the Syrian civil war did, you know, which that, that was, you know, tragic and quite a disruption. <laughs> I love it. He's a mass migration into civil war. That sounds bigger than Bill. Mass migration never ca causes any kind of civil instability. Aren't we supposed to, uh, uh, isn't love love, Bill? I mean, there's no such thing as illegal, Bill. No, it's going to cause, uh, I mean, <laughs> the way these people talk out both sides of their mouths is incredible. So, you know, you just tell me, I, I'll give you a year for however bad you want it to be. If you let it go unchecked, it gets essentially arbitrarily bad. Now, the planet itself is actually pretty robust. Uh, and somebody living alone, you know, in northern Canada, you know, they might be they might be OK. Uh, you, you know, they, the animals might all die off. But, you know, maybe. <laughs> You know, the one Canadian living out in the woods, he might make it. No, none of the animals will. The absurdity, the jackassery, the ass clownery of, of that whole entire exchange is incredible. It is incredible. All right. I'm going to try to wheel and deal right here in the background to find me the Moderna part of the Tuckins. Because I think that it is important it's right after that interview with that young lady. And let's see. I think we're there. I think we're Moderna-style Tuckins. Attorney didn't happen. What can we expect tomorrow? Is it coming? What is the end? Well, for most of its existence, Moderna was not a successful pharmaceutical company. The company had never developed a drug or distributed a product, and that changed, like so many things, with the coronavirus. When the U.S. government gave Moderna more than $2.5 billion of tax money to research and produce a vaccine for COVID, and that completely changed everything for Moderna. As the stock market tanked in early 2020, millions of Americans were out of work because of lockdowns. Moderna was thriving. Its CEO, Stephen Bansell, became a billionaire overnight pretty good on a government contract. The company went on to make tens of billions selling the coronavirus vaccine that taxpayers paid to develop. At its peak, more than two years into corona, the company's stock price had increased by over 2,000% as compared to its price before COVID. So it's pretty clear it is in Moderna's interest to get people vaccinated every year. Why wouldn't it be? If Moderna can't sell its only product, a product that doesn't work really as advertised, the company will not do well. So the Biden administration is pushing this. COVID is like the flu. That's what they're now telling you. So you'll get a shot every year, really whether you want one or not. And now that Moderna has helped establish that standard, the company is planning on quadrupling the price of the COVID vaccine. <laughs> so again, everything they, they were was a defense department front company in a strategic partnership with other NGOs, including the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. All right. They sequence the virus and then print it up through other contracting. 
Oh, oh, who's going to pay? Well, you, through Medicare, Medicaid, and other U.S. government programs, you're going to be paying four times more for a vaccine that you helped pay to develop. But it's not just the taxpayers who helped Moderna apparently invent the vaccine. Last year, two companies, Genevant and Arbitus, sued Moderna for patent infringement. We can't say the truth of this case because we don't know. But those two companies allege that Moderna illegally used their technology to develop the COVID vaccine. So essentially, when you're talking about, again, digital molecular printing, there is going to be a lot of gray area there because a lot of this is software and programming and things that the vast majority aren't going to understand. When you're talking about the Defense Department, it is in their interest and really a part of their job to survey competition and absorb any technology that might rival theirs. Just point that out. Now, again, I have no idea the validity of the case or what it exactly entails, but something to keep an eye on. If Moderna were to be found guilty, the company would have to pay royalties on tens of billions of vaccine sales. So consider this. Moderna is now trying to effectively rip off the taxpayer by hiking the prices of vaccine. It's in trouble in this suit. And now the Biden administration is stepping in to protect Moderna. Thanks to US, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, it's also the guy who's supposed to be investigating Hunter Biden, but doesn't seem to be. Moderna may not have to pay anything. That's because Weiss is trying to put taxpayers, you, on the hook for Moderna's alleged patent infringement. You see how this works? Not only did American taxpayers pay to develop the drug, not only did they make the guy who runs the company a billionaire, now you might be on the hook for bailing out Moderna if it's found to have stolen patented technology. Don't you love our tax system? Personally, I love it when my tax dollars go to death, destruction, enslavement, biomedical tyranny. These are the things that I love. Authoritarianism. Man, I, I just wish I could pay more. I, I Forget my fair share. Let's pay right into the system. And it comes back into the dark circus, into the inversion of reality, into the post-truth world, into a society that is truly becoming more and more authoritarian by the day, by the day, where guys like Gates for the last several years can be fawned at, fawned at by mainstream media muppets like that Rolling Stone guy. Rolling Stone. And meanwhile, the heroes are people that we shouldn't be trusting at all, like Elon Musk. You know, I went to dinner yesterday. Uh, for those that don't know, tonight is the night. And I, you know, I haven't really plugged this enough. Cage, and this is on the paid portion of the broadcast. Caged aggression, the trilogy, uh, starts tonight. So I went to the weigh-ins yesterday. And, uh, you know, Pat Militich, who I call fights with, was there. And uh, my buddy Justin, who uh, shoots this stuff, we all decided to go over to dinner after uh, after I uh, interviewed some of the fighters for uh, the uh, three nights in a row. I can't wait. By the way, I'm hyped up for the co-main in Maine after interviewing uh, the guys. The main event looks great, by the way. Great. Uh, Garrett Carlson versus uh, Josh Neal. Josh Neal really... Uh, one of the bigger faces of caged aggression, very talented young fighter. I got to admit, I looked at him. He looked in crazy physical shape. Not that he's ever looked bad, 
but he looks like he trained for this one. His opponent, extremely confident, also in great physical condition, uh, coming off a fight in January. Very exciting stuff. That was a side story. So we go to dinner, and another one of my buddies, actually uh, my friend Todd McGreevy, who's a, a friend of the broadcast, his partner over at their company, uh, Marigold, he's uh, having dinner with a lovely young lady, and she had seen my cover story on Elon Musk. Now, I'm not exactly sure what she does, but through our conversation, she was talking about the miniaturization of processors, and I started bringing in automation, and she was hesitant. Yeah, I'm like, Musk is not a good guy, and so many people want to aggrandize Musk and think he's the number one hero, and I'm like, he's a defense contractor. He wants, he's building, you know, not only robots, but he wants to put a brain chip in your head, and that's 30, 40-year-old defense department technology. No, 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 uh-uh. No thanks. He's pushing a very real transhumanist agenda that is it, just like you saw Norman Dodd, if you've been watching the broadcast, okay, talk about all these tax-free foundations, these NGOs, even if they weren't set up to do so, being utilized to drive collectivism on behalf of what is known as authoritarianism, techno-fascism, you name it, bureaucracy at the top, rule by dictate. Well, that's 40 years ago. We, we're seeing it come into fruition globally now. I don't think they're waiting 40 years to try to get into your noggin because we've certainly been prepped like, like nothing else through Hollyweird and entertainment and science fiction, which again, took off during that same time period. Norman Dodd, that 82 interview, think about it. Star Wars in the, in the late 70s, early 80s, it changed culture. It changed, and it continues to be dominant in culture, by the way, dominant in culture. So, and you know, number one, it's nice to know that um, people are reading my stuff. Uh, it's, it's nice to have the opportunity to put something out in print um, and it's nice to know that people are kind of thinking about things and, uh, you know, asking some questions because look, don't believe Jason Burmis. Do your, I dare to say it, do your own research, read your own books, get a copy of Unzip Genes or From Transgender to Transhuman. Read the NASA document. You know, we never, we never wrap that up. I'm so terrible when I do that. We never did the final watch along, I don't believe of uh, the NASA document. So I'm going to have to go back in time, probably like several months now, find that. And maybe that's something we do in the premium hour uh, sometime next week. That sounds like that could be a, that could be a fun one. Um, we got a little bit of time. So I, I want to show, I, I know that Ray Dietrich right now is reading Area 51 the Annie Jacobson book. And so much has to do with the cavalier way that they were testing nuclear weapons and nuclear technologies. I have this 19, I think 55 nuclear test video where they were building these small towns and then they would collect everything. These guys aren't even in hazmat suits. And again, it's got that comforting, you know, 
50s, like, like newsreel type feel. The night of the actual explosion, or rather early in the morning, finally came. On Media Hill, television equipment was positioned. Reporters, commentators, military and civil defense observers all had one purpose, to study the results of this explosion. At a position a mile forward from Media Hill, the civil defense field exercise group had assembled with their equipment. A small group of civil defense volunteers were to occupy a trench relatively close to ground zero. On Media Hill, where I remained, there was hot coffee, last minute briefings, and more waiting. Hot coffee. Hot coffee. H minus one minute. Put on your goggles. Observers without goggles must face away from the blast. On the silent desert, the test objects waited. H minus 10 seconds, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. wild stuff it's almost hypnotic man when you're watching this and those are some of the models think about that though that that camera film actually survived from inside one of the homes that they built 24 hours elapsed before we were permitted to view at first hand the results of the explosion I want now think about that the all these people are in the midst of a nuclear explosion no gear whatsoever. Nothing. Oh, we waited a good 24 hours. This is what remained of the masonry house that was not reinforced. I'm touching stuff. Oh, look at that. This is the house constructed of reinforced concrete blocks after the explosion. Made it. Although the redesigned two-story frame house was severely damaged, the structural improvements had strengthened its resistance considerably. The basement shelter had offered some degree of protection. The reinforced bathroom shelter was standing intact beneath the ruins of the house, so this type also offered some degree of protection. The upper section of one unguyed radio tower collapsed from the tremendous force of the blast. The guide tower was slightly twisted by a power pole which fell across one of the guy wires. Within the concrete radio house, equipment had been shaken up, but as soon as power was restored, the transmitter resumed broadcasting. We did it! 
look, this is what I'm going to say. You know, obviously this is 1955. Um, I think there was a lot more cavalier things going on during that time. But I also think that in large part, uh, we've been lied to about nuclear power and perhaps radiation levels. People don't understand that every time you get on a plane, you're taking some radiation. Okay, I'm not saying it's good for you, um, but I think it's another tool of fear. And if you want to keep a society at a certain industrial pace, you don't want cheap energy. And nuclear power could be that cheap energy. We're not even allowed to discuss it. Now, think about it. We have nuclear-powered submarines. There are nuclear, um, they, they call them impossible engines. I mean, you can look them up. That are now being discussed for the space program and I would imagine have been in use for some time. There's a lot out there. We're not being told. And that's why we're questioning the great narrative every day. I'm going to take a break from that in about 10 hours. You can get the pay-per-view over at cagedaggression.tv. Three nights of fights, listen to myself and Pat Militich dice it up. Or just go back to the last event. You watch free on YouTube and hear me call those fights as well. Although I am pumped, pumped, pumped for these fights. Documentary filmmaker Shade the Motion Picture exposes Bill Gates a decade ago. Great companion piece to uh, the video we did today, Loose Change Final Cut, Fabled Enemies. If you want to learn about 9-11, Invisible Empire, a new world order to find so you can take uh, a look at some of those non-government organizations such as the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, Cecil Rhodes, and the Rhodes Scholarship in particular, and of course, groups like the Trilateral Commission and the Bilderberg Group. Remember... You get the audio over at the Podbean. We do it live Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. Eastern. I want to thank everybody for joining me on this journey this week. We will be back on Monday. I absolutely love you guys, and I will see you all on the flip side.